0: Hello there, my friends. Chris Marcus here with you for Arcady Economics. And today, what I believe certainly will be an action-packed video. I guess I'm a little bit biased here, but some fascinating things happening in the gold and silver world. And especially, I'd like to personally address the question of why is the COMEX getting its gold from the Perth Mint on Australia? So with that said, let us dig in. Um, Here you have uh, Bloomberg reporting, Australia's largest gold refinery has ramped up production of one kilogram bars to ease the supply squeeze in the U.S. And Richard Hayes, chief executive officer of the Perth Mint, says here, we're producing as many kilobars as we can. We're probably churning out seven and a half tons of them a week at the moment. And we are forward, forward sold well into May. Then he tacks on a very large portion of those kilobars are ending up as COMEX deliveries, which certainly I find interesting. Maybe I'll be a little bit of a smart ass and say, if this is legitimate legitimate exchange, why do they need to go to Australia to meet the delivery demands, and certainly we're gonna dig more into that today in this action-packed video. um, You know, on one hand, yeah, I understand the world has changed because of Corona and there are things that are still shut down, but why not have an exchange where the metal is actually there? If somebody wants delivery, you don't have to go to Australia or China or anywhere else the the it's the the receipt the claim whatever people have the contract the metal is stored there so that you don't have these things so aside from whether the whole thing is a criminal fraudulent operation I mean just from if you were running a legitimate business for example um, Andrew McGuire's Kinesis Hoping to have Andrew on. I, I'm in contact with him. The guy's got a lot going on, so it takes a little while. Um, I know some of you have just heard his interview in the Big Silver Short book. Um, so, anyway, we'll try and get him back on and actually ask him about Kinesis, where my understanding is when it's created, you know, the metal is put in there. Similar to if you're familiar with Vault Chain which Rick Rule is involved with uh, a bunch of the mining companies, Andy Shecklin and Miles Franklin involved, Royal Canadian Mint. um, Actually, Warehouse is the metal where things are audited so that, you you know, on their system from your phone, Rick Rule actually mentioned that he bought metal, sold metal, then bought it again and had it delivered all from his phone, which... You know, given the technology we have, I mean, it's great to have a system like that. Why can't the COMEX do that? Yet, I mean, just from a basic business model standpoint, it seems inefficient, let alone all the leverage you've tacked on. And now here you have a situation where to meet deliveries, they have to to go to Australia. Also interesting, if you mentioned that, if you happen to catch last week's interview with Andy Sheckman, he mentioned that while the US mint, Canadian mints have been on and off again, uh, that the majority of his product has been coming from the Perth Mint. So hopefully the Perth Mint stays able to continue producing. It looks like they're falling behind already. Um, Seems somewhat of a risk if that's supplying the whole world and Here we see arbitrage issues around the COMEX will be short-lived and I don't see them lasting for months and months. This is an unusual situation where you've got plenty of metal, it's just in the wrong form and in the wrong place. Well, I guess we're gonna find out. um, And I'm not claiming to know the answer for sure, but, I mean, I, I guess we'll find out on that one. Although, more coming on that before this video is done. Uh, Interesting here, you see um, Alex Mooney has been raising questions about the CFTC. Um, Certainly, if you're familiar with GATA, Chris Powell and Bill Murphy, they uh, mention him often. Uh, Fortunately, at least someone out there in Congress asking about some of these same things. As you know, there have been... significant stresses and delivery difficulties unfolding in the CFTC regulated global market, regulated gold market, excuse me. Um, I mean, again, isn't all this stuff what the CFTC is supposed to be catching? Here it is unfolding, and uh, but hey, I guess it gives me something to do. Uh, anyway, uh, so that's going on was interesting because Jeff Christian of the CPM Group, some of you are familiar with, um, he had this presentation about what's going on, precious metals markets, and nonsense about decoupling. I actually sat through this one. Um, I'm not a particularly big fan. I would like to keep this respectful here. Um, Although, I didn't agree with a lot of what he was saying because... Yes, I get there's the wholesale market and the retail market. Um, Seems like issues with both at the moment. And just the fact that you have dealers that are willing to pay over spot for metal. On some level, you know, the price has decoupled. If you actually want to go out and buy silver, even if a dealer says, I need more inventory, they're paying over spot. So, (sighs) You know, I don't think anybody knows for sure how this plays out, but I continue to wonder. uh, I mean, again, we've seen it. We just saw it's filtering over to the COMEX. The COMEX is getting metal from the same place that retail is getting metal from. So to say they're completely unconnected, I don't think is accurate. And actually, let's see if we can stop this share. And then screen share what I would ask Jeff Christian if I were talking to him is that here you have um, again gold bars are flying 11,000 miles to New York to ease the short, uh, ease supply squeeze. Again, digging a little bit more into uh, the Perth Mint here, but. Arbitrage issues around, okay, so that's the same quote. I guess this was actually the article they were talking about there. Um, Yet here is another Bloomberg link. Gold buyers are forking over lofty $135 premiums for US coins. So, I mean, people are out there paying it. These aren't imaginary bids. Again, even the dealers are paying it, so I know a lot of people have suggested uh, that the dealers are out there gouging people, which I, th- I agree is a legitimate thing to wonder. And if you had a situation where dealers were saying, you know, premiums are 10 bucks over and were you know, a dollar under on the buyback, then I would be more in agreement, although that is not the case. So... On some level, it's decoupling and we will leave that one at that. Um, But another uh, data point here, Craig Hemke talking about how crude oil went negative and wondering, gee, well, if you have that happen, could the opposite happen in gold? Where uh, could you have a case where there may be no sellers? A few bullets here. Um, thus, we are seeing a growing need, demand to hold contracts, COMEX contracts into delivery. For the month of April, total deliveries on COMEX exceeded 3 million ounces. This is more than three times the usual demand for delivery month. If an extreme shortage develops, or if any sort of run on the bank, bullion bank fractional reserve system begins, demand for delivery through the COMEX and LBA may will soar. Demand for the front month contract will surge. However, to buy a contract, you will also need a seller. um, And in this case, there may be no sellers. So the potential result, the exact opposite of what you witnessed Monday in NYMEX crude oil. So again, to be clear, I don't think this can guarantee that in the next delivery we're going to see that. But certainly uh, just in terms of what I've been tracking for the last decade, the signs towards that sort of ultimate outcome are building. And again, when you have the whole world now kind of counting on the Perth Mint. um, So far from all the folks that I've talked to, certainly my conversations with Andy, and now handling some of the orders that have come uh, through the show. I mean, it seems like there's still a lot of people out there buying. you know so there's that competing with the comex um and again maybe something to think about i just think of the the physical bullion dealer market as the market you know where with the comex i mean <laughs> you know uh it it unless you can actually take delivery so i understand people are wondering well if i buy now what if the premiums come down but I think a different way of thinking about it is just—I'm not saying you need to or should do this. I'm just saying what I do is think about all right. Well, if uh, dealers are offering, you know, maybe a twenty to twenty-two dollar bid or a twenty-five dollar offer, you know, to me that's the market. You know, maybe you know, so silver is at twenty-three or twenty-four dollars, not what the Comex says um, until. You know, we can see uh, whether someone arbitrages that or we see, you know, or at least to me until I can see any sort of indication that people can actually get silver. I mean, you have people paying well over that. And uh, anyway, so we'll be a hoot, especially because uh, now Bank of America even talking about gold surging past 3000 Perhaps the other factor to add on there, maybe I would think, you know, all right, well, yeah, yeah, Those. I mean, the premiums are high. There's no question about that. Yet, again, this is in the face of, as we'll get into shortly, the Fed just going insane, buying and printing everything. I continue to wonder how much they're actually printing. I'm guessing we only get I mean, it is interesting when you think about whatever the Fed's doing. I mean, we get this tidbit on the Wall Street Journal that, I mean, and certainly if you've seen that movie Vice about Dick Cheney and how things were running in the White House, which I know was a movie, although I did read his autobiography a couple of years ago and certainly matched that. So I imagine uh, the same kind of politics would exist in the bank, in the Fed or any bank. Um, so just makes you wonder, uh, all right, they feed a couple scraps to the mainstream media, but we really have no idea what they're really doing. Um, and again, check out uh, G. Edward Griffin's preacher from Jekyll Island for more info on that. And again, now we even have mainstream banks bloomberg says bank of america raised its target to three thousand an ounce and i would suggest that if you had suggested three thousand dollars an ounce even prior to the rally in the metals uh, that began last may you know people would have looked at you like you were nuts and now here's bank of america and why i mean for the obvious reasons the fed is just pretty much going insane. Let's look at a couple fed highlights here. I'm skipping out of order but you know, uh, we'll just do that anyway. Uh fed to disclose loan amounts borrowers on business lending program. I mean just look at some of these 600 billion, 500 billion, 250 billion, 500 billion, 2.3 trillion you know, and, uh, well, I'll put it this way. I will bet, I'm, 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 I'm bidding an ounce of silver on a bet that I could document that whatever numbers we look at that they are telling us, I'll, I'll bet the ounce of silver. Hopefully <laughs> I don't have to bet 10,000 ounces of silver today. Although actually I'd probably be comfortable doing that because I'm, I'm sure that you can, with minimal research effort, you could find a whole chunk of other stuff that is well in excess of whatever the Fed has disclosed here. And even if not, Fed to extend loans to more cities, counties. Um, The Fed said Monday would broaden the number of local governments from which it will buy debt through a forthcoming lending program. So, you know, Fed will end up to 500 billion there. And again, when you have that open checkbook concept, you know, it doesn't matter what the numbers are because I mean, there's, again, they're not resolving the things. Here's 484 billion. Um, And again, this is not, this was coming these amount, these types of printing, whether it was Corona or just the debt ceiling or You know, some other black swan. This isn't because of, I mean, Corona was the spark in this case, but to be clear, um, that's at least my view on that. Quick look at the ETF holdings. Here we see the uh, silver ETFs, primarily SLV. I look at this, these bars on the bottom, that's the weekly inflows. You can see still positive last week. Slowed down a bit from the prior couple weeks. um, And we'll see how that goes, uh, looks going forward. I'll keep tracking those for you each week, though. I get these from Gold Charts or Us. Nick Laird's site, who's actually over in Australia. And uh, yeah, he doesn't do too many interviews. Otherwise, I'd love to chat. Although I'll email him and see what he's hearing about the Perth Mint um and here you see the gold holdings again a significant chunk when you look historically there in gold um not quite as big as this was really a big one a couple of weeks ago but metal's still coming in uh a note here on marketsanity.com if you google ted butler gold and silver suppression upside imminent uh he did an interview on crush the street which I'm going to stop talking shortly because I'm darn excited to listen to that one myself. But just wanted to pass that along in case you'd like to check it out. Uh, I'm a big Ted Butler fan. He was one of the chapters in the book. Uh, On my list to email, uh, he's been on the show before, but love to check back in with him and see uh, what he's seeing. Although until we get a chance to do that, we uh, fortunately... CrushTheStreet.com already captured that. So lastly, a, an article here from Laurie Williams, um, world's top 20 silver producers, countries and companies. Great link if you are into silver, which if you're watching this video, I'm guessing on some level you are, um, has some nice commentary here, but also just a look at the top silver producing nations. These numbers are in millions. As you can see, Mexico, Peru, China, Australia, US a bit down the list there. And then uh, again here, top silver producing companies, Fresneo, KGHM, Glencore, Pan American, PolyMetal. Um, There is first Majestic. And in any case, if you wanted a good overview of where all this silver is coming from, and what companies are uh, producing it. Um, There you go, Lori Williams, uh, world top 20 silver producers. So lastly, with all that said, just a note that The Big Silver Short, my book about the silver market, and all these issues that I dig into on the show, audio version is available out there now. Link is in the description below right there um fortunately it's been nice to get some feedback from some people who've already been listening and seems like they are enjoying it so uh by all means if you've uh actually been listening and finished it already leave a comment below uh love to continue hearing what you're uh finding useful but so far a great reaction and if you'd like more information, again, you can click on that link. And I think you'll dig it if you're watching that all this stuff. So with that said, we are going to wrap up for today. But we'll be back tomorrow with more insight into gold and silver markets. And if you're wondering more about what's going on in silver, then here you go.